0: Father, we thank you that your word is powerful and we thank you that your word is real. We thank you that, uh, you know, we thank you for putting the body of Christ together. And we ask we thank today um, about community and about our shared need, mm. our interdependence of one another, a uh, <coughs> culture that is driven by individualism it's it's amazing and profound to reflect on the fact that we are deeply connected within. To thank you for the blood of Jesus that was spilled. Uh, we thank you for the death of Christ that allows people in this room from different tribes and different nation and ethnicity to dwell together in Jesus. That is part of the plan. And we thank you that you've called all of us in this room to serve you with. Passion with diligence with strength. Mm-hmm. This morning I pray specifically for any of us, anybody here who is tired of mm-hmm. uh, serving or weary, mm-hmm. that you remind us of the words of Galatians six nine, that we will not be weary in doing good, yes. especially to those of the household of God. Yes. So I pray that in the next thirty or forty minutes that your word will be taught with clarity, mm-hmm. with depth. With relevance and with joy. And that the people of God will be encouraged, they will be challenged, and even convicted to love Christ deeper, to follow you more closer, and to obey you more quickly. We thank you, God, for living a community church. It is in your name we pray. Everybody, say? Amen. If you have a Bible, if you don't have one, just raise your hand. Someone, remain standing with me if you would, please. Uh, for the reading of God's Word. We're going to go to the book of Esther. My Nigerian accent uh, has not put us here, but Esther chapter 3, the second book in the Bible, second book of the Torah, the Pentateuch. Esther chapter 3. If you don't have a Bible, just raise your hand, we'll find you one. All right? Eskadas chapter 3. Esther chapter 3. Are you there say Amen. Amen. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father in law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to her, the mountain of God. Verse 2. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn. So Moses thought, I will go and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. Verse 4. When the Lord saw that he had gone to look, God called. God called. God called to him from within the bush. Moses! Moses! And Moses said, here I am. am." Verse 5. Do not come any closer, God said. Take up your sandals, for so the place where you stand is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this moment, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at him. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. I am concerned yourself so I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of the land into a good and spacious land a land fallen with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hethites, Amorites, Parasites, Esites, and Jebusites verse 9 and now the cry of the Israelites has reached me and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them so now go I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Let me repeat that again verse 10. So now, go! I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. You may be seated. This is the word of the Lord? Thanks be to God. Let me it again. This is the word of the Lord? Thanks be to God. Okay. Today, we wanted to, the topic of our sermon is surrender to His call. How many of you have been driving in the highway and you get a phone call and you decline it right away? Not because you're driving, but because you don't feel like talking to the person. And it's not a bill collector, because I know most of you are good standing, so you don't have bill collectors call you. Except uh, there is this girl calls me. I met her in college, and, and every so often she calls me. Uh, her last name is May. Okay? And her first name is Sally. Okay? She okay. calls me. Okay? Sally May. She calls me, and I don't like to pick up the phone when she calls me. Because that old college phone. Can I get away with saying and say amen? <laughs> Sally May. You know, you know that girl? You met her in college, Sally May? She keeps calling. Oh, you guys are Bougie. You, are UIC you students. You don't even know Sally May. You're a kid. Free college. You college. I'm a kid. But, Sally May. Dominic calls often and she wants to talk. And I don't want to talk to her, but I still have to pick up the phone and make arrangements for loan. That's what my sister told me. That she does. But the truth of the matter is that we all have phone calls. I don't know what we did before phone calls because there was a time I know everybody had a cell phone. And it was hard for people to get hold of Those of ones who are 40 and over you knew that word. There was something called a tension when, when we were there. And we thought, hey. In fact, there was a time when you had to be really rich to have a son. Amen? I mean, I remember that. That's a It was a sign of luxury. And calls are important. And when people call you, and you don't answer, it breaks your heart. Now, God doesn't, a lot of time in Scripture, and Jesus, who is God, doesn't call a lot of people constantly and directly. In fact, when God speaks to people, He speaks through Somebody to them. Very often, very, very occasionally will God call somebody directly. In fact, if you study the Bible, there are only about seven times where God calls people directly, and he says their names specifically. In fact, Moses is one. Moses, Moses. Abraham, Abraham, Jacob, Jacob. Samuel. Samuel. And when Jesus called Martha, Martha, and Simon, Simon, after the Last supper, and when God, when Jesus found, uh, called Saul, Saul, Saul. And then when Jesus went to the grave of Lazarus, he said, Lazarus, Lazarus. Very few times do you see God calling people, but when he calls them directly and sticks to them directly, what happens is about three things. Number one, he messes up the uh, current occupation. He changes the identity and he calls them urgently to attack. Or he changes their situation. Just like Lazarus, he was dead. He was raised to life. He shifts the uh, circumstances and calls them to something. Moses is a felon. He's committed a crime. He's being looked for in Egypt right now. He's run away from Egypt. He's running like a lot of people that we know in our community that I know, you may not know that. He has a criminal record. He killed someone. Alright? He's not the guy you want to call to do aid. He's not perfect. He had an anger problem. He's dysfunctional. You know why? He was Jewish, but he was raised in an Egyptian home. He did not understand why Egyptians think. Alright? He did not understand how he was supposed to be. But something was up in him all the time. Whenever he would see the Egyptians mistreat the Israel. And one day he saw a And he intervened in his own way and murdered the Egyptians. And Pharaoh was looking for him. And he run away, like we all do from our problems, when well, we don't want to deal with that. He run away to far country, took a low paying job, God married marry me, sell it, business, I'm gone. And look at God calling people that I don't like. Look at God calling people who are imperfect. And God says, hey, Moses, my people have been crying out in pain, and I want you, of all people, Moses, really, me, and the problem? I have issues, Jesus. I don't want to go back there. I don't want to go into Egypt, but Jesus says, God goes, God calls, God calls to Moses and says, Moses, I want you. Because you know what? You get Egyptian. You can speak Ebonic, and you can talk white. And i got to witness in there saying that. And black people you know how to switch in here. You know what I mean, black people? You know, you want your brother, and you're like, hey, what's up, people? And then you get to a in America, Americans, and you are like, oh, welcome. You see can You get your thing? It's You can see right? You know how to switch, right? And if you're an immigrant, you know how to switch. You know, white folks, are like, hey, how you doing, what's up, man? You know, you switch and God brought someone like that. Messed up, jacked up between two cultures. And you know, he knows how to speak to Pharaoh and the Egyptian, because he was trained well at that Egyptian trend. The scholar tell he was well-educated, well-equipped. In fact, he lied when he told God that he didn't know how to speak. Because ancient history tells us that Egyptians were trained in former public speaking. So I'm going ahead of myself. So he's minded his senses, running away from his past, and God comes to him and says, Moses! Moses! He calls his wife, Abraham! Abraham! And I told you, God calls him like that, He goes there, sees the fire and he says, and God says, I want you. I want you. I want you. There's probably someone in here who's wondering. Why does God want me? Pastor James, you really don't know what i And the truth is, I really don't want to know what you've done. Okay? Let's just put it out. Keep your arm up, keep your arm up, your arm up, your arm up. But, God knows what you've done. But he can still use you, amen. amen? Any messed up people in the house who have made some bad mistakes, raise your hand, say amen. amen. But do you know that God wants to use you for his purpose? Do you know that God wants to use you in his community to turn your lives around? Do you know God wants to use you your little Facebook, network of friends, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever you hang out when you don't. Your little influence. Do you know that on your campus with your little network of friends? Whether you have 50 fake friends or whether you have 100 fake friends or whether you only, whether you're a home and you have two friends, right? Your dog, your cat, whatever you want you you or your car, whatever you want. Listen, God wants to use you. The question is, will you let him what? to use me. I want to use God. Especially when it's uncomfortable. Bible, and let's look at what he said. Look at verse eleven. But Moses said to God, "Number one, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites?" to? I don't think... Okay, so number one, excuses. God, you could find somebody better. Fact, you know what? I'm not capable. I mean, don't you know me? I mean, don't you know me, but I think go there. He's giving excuses. So Moses, what he does is, in this whole conversation between chapter 3 and 4, is that he gives a total of four, at least four excuses. So the first one, excuse that he gives to God, is I'm not good enough because I'm afraid. Look at verse 14, what God says to him. Verse 13, verse 14, who, I, who Verse, uh, verse, sorry, verse 12, God says, I will be with you. And this will be a sign that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Then Moses replies to God again. Excuse number two. Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you have to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Okay, that's really going to help me out. Look at verse 15. God said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me. And this is my name forever. So God says to excuse number two, tell him that the God of your ancestors sent them. Sent me, um, I sent you to them. Wow. So you have two answers. Two? Uh, Moses' first excuse is, No. Who uh, oh am You don't know me. Oh God. It's all about me. And that's the problem with all of us when God calls us to do anything. We look at our abilities. And God says, hey, my presence will be with you. I will do it." Perhaps you're looking at your marriage, or your mother, or your education, or your pursuit. whatever God has called you to do. And you're going, how am I going to complete this? All your marriage, and you're like, hi, dude, it, how is this going to work? Well, don't focus on your abilities, focus on his presence in your life, amen? Yeah. And Moses says, oh, if I go, what will I tell him? God comes back with an answer. It's not about you, You see, This is the difference between the world's thinking and God's thinking. Whenever the world thinks that was struggle with, Self esteem or need to handle that. They always tell us, look within yourself. God is different. He says, look outside the world. Look to me. God, I can't handle this path. Exactly. You've got it. That is where I want you. Where you are. Where your ability to sustain yourself. It's great You uh, see, people tell all this time. how do I say this nicely? Uh, I can't say <laughs> Believe in yourself. Look just, feel it. You know, stop to on It's kind long but it's a lie. Because everything inside of you is full of evil. I know you didn't, you didn't really want to come to church this morning for someone to tell you that, to hate you, everything is here. For the of God, that's what the scripture says. The Bible says, heart is desperately wicked above all things. Who can the problem is that we're always looking at death. The problem is we need to look outside of us. We need to look up to God. Amen? Amen. Because in me, well, no good, death, nothing inside So I need to rely on God. And God says, Hey, Moses, I've got you. But you know what Moses' problem is? Moses' problem it's really not a problem that he's really afraid. The real hard problem is Moses has no compassion. He's kind. He watched the stubborn. He he, he knew those people. They loved the They loved Egypt. In fact, later years later, they would scream at him for driving them out of Egypt. I mean, I don't play for, I mean, let's be honest, I'm be honest. I don't play those. I would say it's very good. I don't want to help those people. I don't want help those people. They love making seven bucks, eight bucks an hour. They love not throwing up my jobs. I got into my car, drove into a job, helped him through an application, three years later, right he lost a job. I'm done, I'm tired. I drove here and walked the counselor. They left I left Castle. I drove up to Castle, and I didn't even marry. And I drove up to Castle. I should ask for help, though. What is it? They didn't say thank you. They left the church, Pastor the Brad. They didn't say thank you, either. And three years later, they divorced, and they want to come talk to me. Really, really? You think I'm dumb? I'm not hard to ask but I'm not. That the people they didn't even know they were slaves. They thought they was part of their life. And so, let's jump into the Old Testament and say, let's go to the New Testament where we live as believers. Sinners don't even know what they even saved They don't even think that. They don't think that the gospel that was present to Christ presented them is real. And let's 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 help you out. We don't live in a post-Christian America anymore. We live in an America where people don't really believe that God is real. So let's go back to the text. What's going on? Moses is commanded by God's compassion for God's people. The text we read earlier says God looked down and he had compassion on the city. It's not when he says, oh, I feel bad. Compassion is when you come with so God came from the compassion. Oh, so Moses, like Jonah, like Jonah, who didn't want to go to Nineveh, like me, who doesn't like to deal with broke folks who don't want to get a job and their lives ask asking for help every other week and I want to punch them in the face because this is ten times you're for ten dollars. This is what I am tired. No, 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 come with. Compassion, come with compassion, come with compassion, and God corrected Moses for his lack of compassion. He said, Pastor James, show me that. How did God correct Moses for his lack of compassion? Thank God, go to chapter chapter 4, verse 1. And I'll show you that. Chapter 4, verse 1. I knew there? saying say, Amen. Amen. Look at another excuse. So we're on the third excuse. Excuse number one. I don't know what's Excuse number two. Who has that something? Excuse number three. Moses answered. What? They do not believe me. Or oh, listen to me. Or oh, they call me a liar. The Lord does not appear to you. on hand, a staff. The Lord said, it on the ground." Moses threw it on the ground, and he became a snake. Verse four. So the Lord said to him, "Reach out your hand and take it by itself. So Moses reached out and took it out of the hand. Uh, took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of the and the God of the earth, and the God of life, and the God of Jacob. When Moses goes on and on. He puts his hand in his pocket as God had instructed, and he has left us. And then God told him to take it out, and he became quite a slow. Now stop for a minute. Mr. James, you are going to show us how God corrected Moses by finding lack of compassion. Yes. Yes. You know how God could have said Moses. I am done with you. God said, Moses, you don't want to do it? Guess what? I'll go find somebody else. Dads have to struggle all the time. They tell the kids something. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Hey, hey, go get it for me. Go get it for me. I'm going to be parents? parent. After you ask the kid a couple times, you get mad and go do it yourself. Can I get it with me? Can it with you don't want to do it? I'll send somebody else. No. Or I'll smack you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, over, go do it. I'll help you. Don't worry, I'll go with you. Okay. Well, okay. Listen, I'll help you. I'll give you some. This is an act of grace. Yes. This is an act of compassion. My God is dominant for me and healing short time. That is the compassion of God. So finally we keep reading. And we notice that God is a God of compassion. Number one, he chooses to use Moses. When Moses pushes back God does not give up on Moses. He refuses to repent. Look at another act of compassion. Look at closely verse 10 of chapter 4. Look at verse 10 of chapter 4. Is this sermon making that Say amen. Look at chapter 4, verse 10. Excuse number 4. Moses said to the Lord, Hiding your servant, Lord. I have never been eligible. Okay, stop. Bible students, English students, that is called an oxymoron. You don't tell, use Lord and but in the same sentence. If you got to say Lord, you might as well not make what? Excuses. Oh yes, Lord, but you know... This is the issue. I've never been more eloquent. Look at what it says. Neither in the past, not since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said, who gave humans beings their mouth? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gave sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will help you speak and we teach you what to say. Moses said, hiding his servant, please send somebody else. Then the Lord hanged a burden on him and said, What about your brother, Aaron. And I know he can speak well. He's already on his way and he will meet you and he'll be glad to see you. This is the compassion of God. He could have walked out of Moses and said, Moses, I'm brother. But God says, hey, you yeah. have a brother, right? name is Aaron. He likes to talk too much. Thanksgiving. You want to thank you? You can't watch the football game because Aaron is always talking. Remember? He always wants to talk about politics. You want to get football game. Don't worry. Aaron is on an Uber. He'll be at your house <laughs> in about three minutes. So I got the news back coming out. Aaron is in an Uber. You, you can, hey, you, you check your phone. Aaron will text you. Go pick him up. He'll meet you at your house. And don't worry. He'll help you. And then, because I have to close that whole chart it's the sure. end of this church, <laughs> see, the story. He was a black shirt. I'll go for another one hour. Are so we good? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do. He's driving us, but hey, let's go on. So I can say that you can't So let's go on. Yeah. So, but this is the issue. Finally, finally, Moses picks up and he goes. And Look at verse 18. Then Moses went back to Jethro, his father-in-law, said to him, Let me return to my own people in Egypt to see if any of them are still alive. Jethro said, Go, and I wish you well. Now the Lord has said to Moses, He made them go back to Egypt for those, for all those who wanted to kill you like that. That's an act of mercy. So Moses took his wife and son, put them on a done. From enterprise they rented it. And set back to Egypt, and took the staff of God in his hand. And the Lord said to Moses, "When you return to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders I've given you, the power." Of Jesus. Ah, ah, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and he's given excuses, and he's given excuses. Have What does that have to do with me? I've never seen a burning bush, I've, I, I've never heard God talk to me. If you feel God talks to you audibly, please keep taking your medication. okay? 99% yeah. if you hear voices in your head, it's not God, it's the pizza you had the day before, okay? Mm-hmm. I have people, spooky people come to me all the time and say, God told me this! One guy said God told him to kill me three years ago and he really tried to kill me and it didn't happen, thanks be to God, he's somewhere in Washington State, serving time right now. But he actually took a knife and went to my house, very, very scary ordeal. Called me five times, threatened to kill me. Not a story, for another day. so let's move on. I'm alive right now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? You guys are not glad that I'm alive. I wish you could, I wish take it. Say amen. 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 Yeah. It's fake, like, hey, I'm alive in your life, bro. Good for you, bro. Glad. Yeah. True. We work with me. Are you glad of my life, Amen. Amen. Thank you, people. Wow. True. I'm inviting you to my So, let's go with uh, what we've talked about today, chapter 3 and 4. Ephesians 3 and 4 shows God's heart for those who have been elected according to his sovereign will. Why, why is this elected? God chose to deliver his people even when it didn't feel like it. He, he put all things in place, even Moses in place, to deliver his people. Sovereign, what does the word sovereign mean? God is large and in charge. And he can do everything. And before, I thought, hit your head, God already knows that. Christ has redeemed us by the death and resurrection of Jesus from the power and slavery of sin. But, there are people outside of this place who are still living in a metaphorical Egypt. They don't understand that they can be delivered from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. So, Pastor Brad, if you would kindly please turn your Bible, Pastor Brad, to First Peter chapter two, verses nine through ten, and I want you to read it out loudly. And I'm going to interrupt you while you read it out. Look at this: Moses is commanded by God's compassion for God's people. Moses is corrected for his lack of compassion. He's given excuses. I give excuses. I'm the kid of excuses. God cannot listen. God invites one more time and of my down to school for them. God is never gonna work. God, why do you why do you need this? Why? Why? I, 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 Don't you get tired? I'm just keeping it real and wrong. I'm not being policy correct. I'm just being honest. This is that I'll point to how the church. I said, I want to that. Obey God and return back to Egypt to lead the people of God out of slavery. God, what's the main point of your talk? This is the main point. It's not that easy, but it's easy not to practice. God is not looking for our ability, but He's looking for what? Our what? God is looking for people who just say, stay you in know what? Because I'm a child of and because I'm so passionate about this, I'm going to go pick you up for just one more time you may not answer You know what? I'm going to pick a card for you guys one more time was three years ago. And three years ago, it was about 200 bucks an hour. Now it's about 275 bucks an hour. Because last time you ruined it, so you know what I'm going to do it this time. Because God had compassion on you, not on me. Compassion. Mm-hmm. Pastor, Read Second Peter. Uh, go ahead and read that passage I gave you, please. Do you have it still? Yeah, First Peter chapter two. Yes, sir. If you could stand so we could all hear you loud, clearly, please, sir. If you would, First Peter chapter two, verse nine to ten. Okay. But you are chosen race. Hey, hey. We're not black, we're not white, we're not Latino. Forget that. You are a chosen race. You know what the new is? The people of God. Amen? Amen? You are what? The people of God? Why? Because God has chosen you. That means you're a believer in Jesus. If you know Jesus, and He's so right in you have lost an enemy. When you are enemy, we are the people of God. Amen? Reading, a royal priesthood. A royal priesthood. He's setting apart the purpose for his work. The priest will do the work of God. All of us, because Jesus Christ, we are called priests. We are to the high priest. But God wants to use us in our role in this work for God, in the house of God. Continue. A holy nation. We are a nation. God has called us definitely, just like the children of Israel were. Special nations, as believers in Christ, we are called to a new identity as God's people. That's why when we do things different, they don't understand it. They don't get it. Why you have been married for 20 years? It doesn't make sense. Why you don't cheat on your job? It doesn't make sense to them. Why you don't raise your kids with biblical Judeo Christian values? No, we're different nations. I you so want to say, even though it's not a we're immigrants. We're immigrants in America. And, and when we start losing our jobs because we hold on to biblical values and we are members of churches, we might wake up that we are immigrants. People in China did. Some people in seminary today. the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I may proclaim His excellency, he he who did what, he did what, called you out of darkness. called, he called, he called. To be He's called to be her God. Call. He's called to be Yeah, God. That's your God. That's my He's called, to, be call. He's Michael. He's called me just to serve on the heritage. That's my Is it hard to just do your real culture? Maybe this thing called church really work. Just to be Don't me to me. There's only one moment. I'm good. <laughs> Amen. need another. Amen. 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 But that's not what the world. <laughs> yeah. Verse ten. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Once you have not received compassion, but now you have received compassion. Bear with me. Let me read it to you and the message translation, just for the purpose of clarity. Bear with me. I know I'm five minutes over, but bear with me. Please bear with me. I think it's clear, and I think it will help us see clearer. But you are the ones chosen by God. Chosen for the high calling of priestly work. Chosen to be a holy people. God's instruments, God's instruments to do the work and speak out for Him to tell others of the night and day difference he has made for you, from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Closing thoughts. Give me three, Pastor James. I'll give you one. Demolish your excuses for serving God. Praise God daily for the opportunity to serve him. And when you fail, when you fail, don't give up. Because God... Okay, don't worry. I'll bring it down. Okay, just come. Hey, I'll be with you. Put your hand in your pocket. I don't have, those of you who've been walking with Jesus for two years, you know this is this was just for you. As a Bible has only to confess the no word for areas in your life where it's called to where you kind of just lay against Now I'm not saying that to condemn you that's encouraging to remember that he never goes upon you, even when he make excuses. And like the title of the sermon, just tell of the Lord I surrender to you, Tell It's what of the I Surrendered. What I used to be a, a sweet husband for being a respectful husband. what I used to be an amazing wife, what I used to be a great worker. Demonstrate that the, the work comes to the Lord. What I can a great student at school. What I can be a great part of this church. Serving without complaint. What I can give it to this church. We I mean, just don't give. I'm not going to get any stuff. I'm Who is Father, thank you for your compassion. Thank you that, as Romans says, while we were yet sinners, and our sin, far from you, enemies of you, you reached out to us. You showed us your love. You revealed yourself to us. You revealed our sin to us into us. Your Spirit brought us to the point of salvation. Thank you that because of your wisdom, we are part of the elect of God. Thank you for your sovereignty and calling us to yourself. Thank you, Lord, that even when we were not looking for you, you were looking for us. And thank you that you saved us from the slave markets. of You've called us to be a holy people, a holy nation. Lord, we have to confess to you. Man, it's hard. We get tired. We just want to quit sometimes. We don't want to live for you. We don't want to love people who are difficult to love. Sometimes we just want to coast. We want to stop together because it seems like people throw that money away. Sometimes it feels like they're throwing that money So God, have mercy on us because you never let your wisdom be multiplied on us, oh God. Mm-hmm. Fill us with strength to move on. Give us a greater vision of who you are, and what you call us to do, so that we can focus on who you are, not who we are. Father mm-hmm. God, for those of us who are just who who don't want to take up the call you give us We're just lazy. We just don't want to do it. If we take five of them together, bring us gently to repentance. Allow us to receive a gift of repentance, O God. Give us a heart, and will receive loving you. Because in loving you, we can still call it, and call it in Jesus' name.